Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1, just a little bit. It is BS in the morning, 6.15. I am Shelly. She's Brad. And we're trying to get a hold of Shelly right now. She overslept again. God, can you believe this? Can you believe it? She's always asleep. Always asleep. Always asleep. Shelly's always asleep. She never wake up when she's supposed to, right? Hello? Are you there? It, yeah. It takes some sleep to uh, be this girl, so... <laughs> So don't judge. It's my it's favorite. Too early to judge. My favorite new song, Nelly. Twenty years later, he's still putting out hits, hit songs. Him with uh, F- FGL. Show you boys some love. I love that line. I bet I'm sorry. He's that. Well, I, that's my line in that song. Show your boys some love. That's what he says in that song. Show your boys some love. I mean, I bet if I went out to a bar one night, I went up to about ten women and say, "Hey, show your boys some love." Think how many women have slapped me. Or punch me, or have their boyfriend flatten my nose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, pop you like a tick. <laughs> that would be it for me. That would be it for me. By the way, I've got some new stuff here. Uh, I dug this stuff up over the weekend, in the long weekend. And man, boy, did Kamala Harris get in trouble for saying that. That's a whole story behind that. You know that story? No. I have to admit, it was sort of... <sighs> It was Friday. It was a picture of her. It's like a big picture of her, like a portrait kind of picture of her. And it, all it said was, have a great long weekend. And everybody went, like at least a lot of people, not, not, not everybody, everybody went like sort of nuts. Like, hey, why don't you say something about Memorial Day? Because that's what the weekend is about. And I'll be honest with you, I do have to agree on that. That was sort of like deaf that like, hey, it's a great long weekend. By the way, I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but... You know, I tell, I talk about you how always preface your your well, stuff with. But, I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, and if you know that you're going to get in trouble for saying it, maybe you best not say it. But you never do that. I never no, do you that. Go ahead and you just say whatever you think. Um, this month it's now June first. This month, and it was signed by the governor. Governor, uh, he needs to lose some weight. Pritzker, uh, you know, signed. <laughs> I'm laughing because I was out in Illinois over the weekend. Yeah. And they had yard signs that says Princeton socks. Well, I, I was going to take it to, I, I was going to take a camera or take a snapshot of it and send it to you, but I was driving. Well, the new thing is he signed a new a new holiday in effect. Now, once again, here's where I'll get in trouble. First off, how many times have I said we already have too many holidays? Like for example, in Missouri, they have not one, not two, but three President's Days. Three days that people in Missouri get the President's Day off because they get the regular President's Day, which is the federal holiday. They get, I think, Lincoln's birthday, and then they get Truman's birthday. They it, always have, though. Yeah, but once again... This isn't a surprise or a different thing. No, no, no. I'm saying that's Missouri. In Illinois, he just signed a, a bill into law that now it's a state holiday on Juneteenth, which they're going to declare as June 19th. If you, do you know what the whole deal behind Juneteenth is? 
No, but I have it in my, my calendar. Juneteenth is the day that supposedly, and the reason they didn't say Juneteenth, because they don't know exactly which day it was, but two years after the Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation was signed and the slaves were freed, nobody told the people in Texas. So for two years, the slaves were still enslaved in Texas, uh, and that's when the final uh, enslavement of black Americans ended. In uh, supposedly some, they're not exactly sure what date: seventeenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth. So they call it Juneteenth. So they've declared it June nineteenth, and that's going to be a, a holiday in in Illinois. Once again, Illinois is already in trouble with with being in debt for. Uh, their pension funds, which is state employees. That's the problem. They overpay. You know, they don't overpay the employees, but just once again, if you were a private company and you ran the pension system the way the Illinois would be, they would, you would be in jail. I mean, there's laws against that. You can't, like if you had, if I decided to run a pension system here at the radio station and I was taking money out of your paychecks and I was buying myself a new car with that and they found out about that, I'd be in jail. Company would be shut down. You know, that'd be it. But yet the government, well, the state can do that. They can do that. We have the Hancock Amendment, which, you know, it's really sort of interesting. Uh, you know what the Hancock Amendment is? It's a, it's a state um, a constitutional amendment by Mel Hancock. Essentially states that Missouri has to have a balanced budget. They can't spend more than they bring in which is like now it's to the point every time you turn on the TV, it's like, Joe Biden, we need $10 trillion to prevent frog frog being squished on highways. That's right, $10 trillion, those frogs. When they, you drive in the morning during certain times of the year and you drive over those frogs. Do you know? <laughs> they just have to drive by my house. <laughs> there was, I remember, I remember reading this story, and it was a story about the most unbelievable environmental projects. And there was this one state that built... Turtle tunnels. Huh. And the idea being that there was a certain spot where turtle, turtles were crossing a road, a highway or something like that, and they're getting run over all the time. Yeah. So they spent like, I think like, it was like close to $100 million, and they built tunnels along this road so the turtles would go through them. And you know what the problem was? They never went through them. The turtles didn't use the tunnels. <laughs> they still went across the road because apparently turtles don't like tunnels. Did you know that? Turtles don't like tunnels? Um, I did not know that, but that makes sense. Anyway, over the weekend, I found these sound bites. Remember we talked about Charles Barkley, who you didn't even know who he was. Charles Barkley last week, there was a deal where, I think it was it Steph Curry or one of the NBA players, rolled his ankle. And he as they were taking him off the, the court, back into the uh, locker room, somebody dumped a, a box of popcorn on his head. And <gasps> you remember we talked about this, remember? And no. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this last week. And, and Charles well, I'm Barkley... I'm sure we did, I just don't remember. Charles Barkley said... I think you should be able to go up in the stands and beat the hell out of one person per game. <laughs> That's the quote. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. Here, here, one more time, here we go. I think you should be able to go up in the stands and beat the hell out of one person per game. Now, there's music behind it because it's one of these deals. There's like it's like a highlight reel, and they're and they got music behind it, and they're talking about the various highlights. And Charles Barkley says that they show Steph Curry, I believe it's Steph Curry, rolling his ankle. Man, it's you know slow motion. You see things like like oh my god, that had to hurt. You know what I mean? Super slow mo. Yeah, you see. Some and of, I do remember talking about it. You see some of these accidents, like you know, like injuries, and you go, oh my god, you know, because you when you don't you can't catch it that quick when it really happens in real time. But when you see the slow-mo, it's like, man, that hurt. 
So he limps off the court, and as they're going through the tunnel, one of the fans dumps a bag of popcorn, a box of popcorn in his head. So Steph wants to go after the guy, and they hold him back. Now, here's uh, here's what else Charles said. You don't think that guy deserved to get his beat right at center court? He said, you don't deserve that guy, deserve to get his, and I, I switched it around. I reverse masked it. So he says, gets their ass his beat at center court. Because then he says, he says, what should happen is the player and one one fan should go to center court and the player should beat the crap out of him. And then here's the final quote. You ready for this one? If a fan says something really, really rude or throws something on you, you may be say, come on down. Like come Chuck on. Willer, you say, bring it right down the half court and y'all sell it like men. <laughs> he, I can't understand a word the man is saying. Well, that's Charles Barkley. He sort of, he sort of talks like, like, you know, he's... You know, he, like he's got a bunch of marbles in his well, mouth? Well, that's Charles Barkley. You know, that's the way he is. You know, you got to listen closely to it. But he said, here, one more time in this one. If a fan yeah. says something really, really rude or throws something on you, you may be say, come on down. Like come Chuck Willery, you say, bring it right down the half court and y'all sell it like men. Okay, he said that you should go down the half court and, you know, come on down like Chuck Woolery. I don't think Chuck Woolery said that. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't Chuck Woolery the dating game guy? And who was it, it when, when the guy that said, come on down, wasn't that, wasn't that the Price is Right, where they would do like, yeah, come on down? Yeah, wasn't that um, Monty Hall? No. Originally? No, I think it was, um, um, I think it was, um, I'm, I'm trying to think here, here. Chuck Woolery, I'm pretty sure was the dating game. Let me look at this. Chuck's still around. Uh, every once in a while you hear a commercial farm. Uh, you know, and, and you know what, most of these guys were game show guys, you know what they did? What? They were radio guys. That's right, they were. Yeah, they if were. you think about it, they absolutely were. Charles Herbert Woolery, born March 16, 1941, American uh, former game show host, talk show host, musician. He had a long-running 10 years hosting several game shows. Woolery was original host. I didn't know this. He was original host of Wheel of Fortune from 75 to 81. Uh, the original incarnation the of... The Price is Right is when they say, come on down. That's what I thought. Yeah, Love Connection. 1983-1984, Scrabble 1984 to 1990, and during a brief revival in 1993, Greed on Frocks from 1999 to 2000, and Lingo on Game Show Network from 2002 to 2007. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's that's the Price is Right, and that wasn't that was it the is. That, Price is right. right. Come on down, but, you're the next contestant. But that was the original announcer that did that. You know, come on down. You know, blah blah blah. You know, so so anyway, so. So Charles is wrong when he says Chuck Woolery. If a fan yeah. says something really, really rude or throws something on you, you may be say, come on down. Like come Chuck Woolery, you say, bring it right down the half court and y'all said it like men. I'll settle it like men. Now, yeah. think of the offensive thing he just said there. You can't say what he said. See, Charles gets away with all sorts of grief. Now, you can't say settle it like men anymore because that's politically incorrect. Oh blah blah blah. It's true though. <laughs> but you can't you can't settle it like men because that implies the two dudes are going to duke it out, right? The, the dudes yeah, are going to duke well, it out. Yeah, well, that's what needs to happen sometimes. Well, but you can't say that anymore. And matter of fact, most young men nowadays, well, I I don't want to mess my hair up. I don't want to get in a fight with him. Men, I, not I, all men are like that. I might Brad. I might break a nail. <laughs> no, that would be me. A woman breaks her nail, it's like the first day of her period. So the crazy, no lie. the crazy thing about that is, how can Chuck, Charles Barkley, say things like that, and nobody ever says anything? But if somebody else said something like that, he'd be fired, and they'd be banned. You know what I mean? 
why is it the yes. cer- why the certain guys like have like special privilege? It's just like do you, do, you, do you know this this crazy weird story about the 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 the, the Jeopardy controversy? You know no. you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh my God, we'll talk about it. here. You know I've actually have put a list together. You're going to not believe this, but I have a list. I have the entire uh, show this morning blocked out. Well, when are you going to share it with me? It's online. As we go along, you can look at it. 620A is Charles Barkley, which we're doing right now. Next was Washmo Business. But you know what? 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 what we're also talk about the Jeopardy guy next. Next break, okay? Okay. We'll talk. Do about I need to write this down, or do you already have it written out? I got it on a spreadsheet. It's it's up in the cloud. I'm looking at my phone. Oh, you do not. Honest to God. Well, then send it over. Well, I don't want you to know what we're going to talk about because that way you'll research and you'll know everything I said. It's 627. I think you should be able to go up in the stands and beat the hell out of one person per game. <laughs> it, it, what what time did you say it was? 628. It is right. Westplex 107.1. Are you beating on your microphone there? What'd you do? Was that you? I was just waiting for the song to end. Okay. A uh, couple things. First off, uh, that was Luna. That's the group that has 35 women in it. There's only one who sings. I still can't figure that out. I'm not kidding about a lot of women. It's like 12 women in the group. I'm like, if you ever watch the video, there's one woman singing. It's like, okay, what do the other 11 women do? And then over the weekend, I shouldn't talk about this because, once again, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. I'm listening to Z1077. Yeah, I listen to Z1077. And they have a show on Sunday, I believe it's Sunday evening. It starts at like 6 o'clock, and it's called Top 20 Countdown. And they do the Top 20 songs. And there's normally there's a DJ that does it, pretty good guy does a nice job but this past week he was on vacation so guess who did the show ryan seacrest no bts the korean k-pop guys okay oh really it was painful to listen to because they can't speak english and i mean when i say they can't speak english it was brutally apparent that they were being coached. English was not their second well, language. I don't think it was their third or fourth or fifth. It was bru- <laughs> it was brutally apparent that they were being coached word by word, and somebody was editing the words together. Okay, once again, I know this because I've edited stuff for years back in the day on tape. Uh, now it's all done electronically on digital audio workstations. Okay, DAWs. We use uh, we use uh, uh, some of the older machines still run Cool Edit Pro. Most of our machines are running Adobe Audition now. Okay, and you can barely understand what they were saying. It was like terrible. I'm going like, whose idea was this? And I'm not against people because if someone gave me a script in Korean and say, okay, read this, I wouldn't be able to read it. Somebody have to coach me through it. You know, word by word by word, you know, or maybe sentence or phrase by phrase by phrase. But this went on for like two hours. And finally, I'm going like, okay. And it talk, they were talking like this, where they were saying a word at a time. And then you could hear the edits where they were putting the words together. And they're talking about, we were on the Grammy show. It was so much fun. We enjoyed ourselves immensely. We just couldn't believe how much fun it was to be on the Grammy show. Was like well they they should sure did um they don't sound like they have a because because the weird thing about that is it's just like remember the Beatles remember there's all these groups that was one of the things that everybody was blown away by when you listen to the music 
You don't hear the you accent. You can't tell that they're of of a different right. Uh, nationality. Right. For some crazy reason, people don't have an accent when they sing. It's when they yeah. talk. You know, because I remember that was one of the things that when, you know, because all these songs came out, you know, the Beatles, the Beatles, and that's happened through the years as well. You hear, like, for example, who's the guy we play right now? Louis Capaldi. Have you ever heard Louis Capaldi talk? You can barely understand what he says because he's got such a thick English accent. You know, I mean, it's like, remember I told told the story about going to see the movie The Full Monty, and I'm going like, I can't yeah. understand what the hell they're saying. You know, it's to the point where I thought, I thought the sound system in this theater had gone bad, because I went to this theater in Des Moines, Iowa, to watch the movie, and it was like me and one other guy in the entire theater. So I was like moving around, moving, you know, the various seats going like, maybe I've got a bad spot, maybe the acoustics are bad here, I'll move over here. And it was like, did, okay. Did you ever listen or watch Benny Hill? No. Was that the same way with that where where it was like you couldn't understand what they were saying? I'm sorry. Yes, it was it, it was an English. Uh, it wasn't a movie. It was a show. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was it was like you know yeah. It was wasn't there no one wasn't the Faulty Towers. I think my yes. mom my mom and dad would get off on Faulty Towers. I never you know. I tell you what, they're parts of my um, like like for example, I was listening to another radio station yesterday, and they were talking about. All these different shows. And, you know, oh, I binged on blah, blah, blah. And I binged the entire, you know, six seasons over the weekend. I'm thinking to myself, man, that guy's got a boring life. You know? And I'm getting trouble for saying that because I'm thinking There's something to be said about binge watching. But once again, there's so many things you could be doing instead of sitting your butt, you know, in front of a TV. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't do one of them this weekend. I pretty much sat my butt in front of a TV. Did you really? Except for when I tried to give my dog a bath. Did you? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It didn't work out either. For, for three days, you just did nothing but watch TV? No, I tried to give my dog a bath, and I tried to pull weeds. And the weeds, the stalks of the weeds are like three inches in circumference. And, um, yeah, they, they won. And so I didn't finish pulling my weeds. Then I thought, well, I'll give my dog a bath. And um, she's 124 pounds. She would not get in the bathtub. I even got in the bathtub with my clothes on, sat down, so she would see that it would be okay. Still nothing. Boy, I'd love to see pictures of that. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there going, I wonder if I should have Facebook Live this. Why don't, you, why don't you take her to one of those? Have you seen the car washes that now have the, have the, have the, uh, the dog washes in them? Yes. I'm, I'm going to do that next. And they, you know, like to me, if it's such a big dog, just take her to the regular car wash. You know, like with the, with the, you know, the hose <laughs> grip, spray them just down. spray them hose down. down, right? Just you know, like one attach of those, them to the bumper, or, or like put them in the bed of your husband's pickup truck and just go through the car wash. I can't get her up there. What do you mean you can't get her up there? Can't she won't go up there, and I can't lift 124 pounds. Put a ramp. We'll walk her up the ramp. There's a ramp that's in the dog wash that they will not go up, but that's okay. Okay, I'm going to get it some some point in time. That's what she said. Anyway. <laughs> yes, she did. Anyway, uh, um, um, what was I? You know, I tell you about my list, and I told you I was going to talk about something this break, but I didn't write it down. What was I going to talk about? You didn't tell me because you didn't want me to know. Okay, that's right. It was nothing. Um, I did want to briefly mention if you're in the Washington, Missouri area, or if you're in the Westplex area. Today, we officially launched two new organizations. And if you would like your business promoted, 365 days. Because, once again, I'm tired of the... What's the what's the guy's name at EDC? Scott 
what's his name? Scott Drachnick. I'm tired of the Scott Drachnicks of the world. You know, oh, oh, the Hoffmans are going to come and spend $100 million in Augusta. You know, but yet, if you and I go talk to him, he won't give us the time of day. You know, so I've started, I'm, and I'm serious about this. Today's the first day, June 1st, rolling these out. Worked on the websites over the weekends. You've seen them. And if I'm going to mention it right now, that if you are a business owner in Washington, we have two different sites. Washington are the Westplex area, which is... Darden Prairie, St. Peter's, you know, all the uh, St. Charles, all the uh, the old Golden Triangle. The 70 Corridor. Well, no, the, it's the Golden Triangle. It's the old Golden Triangle. Anything between 70 in the north, uh, 94, now 364 on the east, and 40 on the west. It's like a triangle upside down. It's like a pyramid on its tip, the Golden Triangle, uh, ah, the West Plus. Okay. That's, that's, what, that's what it used to be called, the Golden Triangle, because that's where all the growth in St. Charles County was. Essentially, south of 70... Uh, from 94 east, or excuse me, 94 west, and from 40 east. So in other words, if you look at it, 70 is is flat across the top, and then you got the two legs of the triangle come down to meet down essentially at, at 40 and 94, which is where the triangle supposedly ends. Right. If you would like a free membership to either washmo.business or westplex.biz, free membership, we're charging for this, free membership, Matter of fact, I'll give one away to either. If you have a business, text me at 314-280-8880. 314-280-8880. Text me your name, give me your phone number, and I will give you a free listing, which is going to cost almost a couple hundred dollars on either of the two sites. And it's not necessarily just a website. It's a whole business organization where we're we're going to promote small businesses that's going to be what we're yes, going to we are. what we're calling msbs micro and small business micro essentially is solopreneur somebody who's like working by themselves with the ultimate goal of you know having a whole company with people working for them location a whole bit uh, the micro businesses usually five and under employees and then the small businesses are five up to about 200 employees and uh, that is what we're going after and if you listen to our radio station Almost every single advertiser on this station is an MSB. If you go through the advertisers, if I look at the advertisers right now, Hillerman Nursery, yep, family-owned business. They have less than 200 employees. Pretty big operation, but still, they're considered a small business. Um, And, you know, go through. Even like somebody like Chris Offenberg Ford, um, you know, big, big car dealership. But once again, technically a small business because, you know, it's not like, you know, 10,000 employees, not like IBM or Pfizer or something like that, where it's a multinational. And that's who we're trying to promote. So 314-280-8880, text me your name and give me uh, your, obviously, if you send me a text, I'll get your phone number and I will be in contact with you. Tell me the name of the business and we will put you on our system and we will start promoting your business. Westplex 107.1. I think that sounds lovely. Okay, 647. Westplex 107.1, you know who that was? Shelly's not there. That was the donut liquor. If she was there, she would get mad at me because I just called it the donut liquor again. Ariana Grande, six fifty-four. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. I don't know what happened to Shelly. She disappeared. She's probably probably walk, trying to wash her dog. Shelly, you there? Of course I'm here. Where else would I be? You didn't hear me call it the donut liquor. Did you ignore me on purpose? Yeah, I heard you call her the donut liquor. <laughs> Snooze. Okay. That's so twenty. What oh five. 2015. Do you know who yeah, Naomi know. Osaka is? 
Who, please? Naomi Osaka. She's, oh, we go way back. No, no. Love no. her. She's the top tennis player in the world right now. She's from she's Japanese and get this, she's five foot eleven. Man, it Japanese people. You know, and I'm not trying to say things about you know, typically Japanese people. Is she people, beating Flojo? Flojo. Flojo. Who's Flojo? Anyway, go on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you talking about Flor Florence Joyner, who's a track star? No. <laughs> What planet are you on right now, Shelly? <laughs> the one that just really puts up with me and tolerates me and doesn't give me any flack. That wouldn't That's be, the planet I'm on. Welcome to Shelly World. That wouldn't be the Brad planet right now. You're not on the Brad planet. Okay, Naomi Osaka is, for most people, the number one female tennis player in the world. Big controversy this past week. Because she told everybody she was refusing to meet with reporters in the press conferences. Why? Because she, she said it bothered her and the questions were negative and it brought her down and it and it affected her emotionally. So she refused. I believe that because those reporters, they, they, um, they, they, wow. So, so you agree that... And, Here's the interesting thing. She took so, so much flack from from not only general public reporters, but also other tennis players and other athletes. Other athletes say, "Hey, look, that's part of the deal. The part of the deal is that when you are become when you become a famous athlete, that a public you, figure, yeah, you're a public figure, and you part of what you do is matter of fact that's required in some sports." That you have press conferences. Matter of fact, like like in Major League Baseball, it's in their contract. Well, every day after the you know every day and every night after the Cardinals you know play, uh, you know the coach gets on there and talks. Remember Tony Larusa? And there's some classic ones. God, there was ones where the the you know the coach was in a bad mood and he's cussing out the reporters and things like that. Anyway, she dropped out of the tournament this weekend because she just took too much grief over the whole thing. She, first, she said, "I'm going to play this weekend." And I think she did a couple rounds, and she was like, I think she was like winning. She was like, had gone through like, you know, the first round, the second round. She won both the first and second round. And she said, no, I'm out of here. I quit. And because uh, she was taking so much grief because she wasn't giving press conferences. I think it was, I think it's sort of interesting because uh, the, to me, the thing was interesting was the other players, for the most part, said, look, it's part of the deal. You know, these are our fans. You know, when we go to these press conferences, yeah, there's jerky uh, reporters out there that ask stupid questions, but yet there are good questions that are asked, and a lot of times, you know, it's to the point where you can sort of humanize yourself. You know, it's like the Charles Barkley thing. You know, I mean, you know, once again, there's certain players that, that, that when they did press conferences, you felt like, oh, my God, I really like this guy. You know what I mean? And there's other ones you go like, oh, my God, I really hate this guy. You know? You know what I'm saying, but you think it was you think it was right that she could just say, ah, "I'm not dealing with the press anymore." It it bums me out, brings me well, down. Did she did she quit? She quit the tournament this weekend. She didn't finish. She just I mean she she didn't quit the uh, no she didn't quit tennis sport. But, but she essentially said, "I'm not going to do it anymore." You know, I'm. It just bothers me. I don't like talking to these reporters. They're probably mean to her. Well, but once again, that's, you know, <laughs> once again, if you get out there on, on you know, like, like she's a tennis person. She gets out there on the tennis court, and if she starts blowing shots, people are not, people are going to, you know, boo. You know what I mean? If she gets out there, like, let's say she comes out, and she's just like, you know, has a terrible day. 
and just at you know near the end of the round just sort of you know gives up and she's not even you know trying to return people are going to go boo right so what's she going to do she's going to say i don't want stands in the fans anymore so get the stands out of here they're they're booing me and are they not applauding high you know they're not applauding enough they're not you know every move i make they're not they're not applauding oh my god that was so great it was wonderful oh you wonderful naomi oh naomi we love you are you done <laughs> I am now. Okay, next break. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> next break, I'm going to tell my Sunday story. And once again, I will preface this when I start my story on Sunday by saying I like Billie Jean, not the the song that... that, uh, that uh, because he was her lover? No, 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 no. Not Billie Jean, J-E-A-N-G-E-N-E. This is the guy. He's the social media and the, the business guru oh, out in San Billie Diego. Jean. Billie Jean. Him. Yeah. And he has the 13 rules of being in business. And rule number zero, I think, was everything's your fault. It's all your fault. Everything's your fault. Okay. I will preface. I will say that right now. What happened to me on Sunday was my fault. But there's extenuating circumstances. How's that? Whatever. 659. Westplex 107.1, the new number one song in the country, according to Ryan Seacrest. God, I listened to almost the entire thing on Sunday morning. I was doing some work here, doing here, there. And, man, I tell you what, I'm really disappointed in, in American Top 40. That show is just a a slim pickings of what it used to be with Casey Kasem. He doesn't hardly say Well, it. you know, you can't – you cannot – Modify perfection. No, he just and expect it to be exactly the way it was before. No, 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 no. He's mailing it in. You know, he he. You know, like, hey, that was number three. Now coming up, number two. I mean, you know, you could do a. Mon- <laughs> that was you know. You can have a trained monkey do that show. You know what I mean? You know. Yeah. I mean, you could have you the, could do it. The guys, yeah, I could do it. The guys from BTS could probably do that show. Okay, first off, two things about that song. Okay, first off, the number one song in the country according to. Uh, American Top 40. And the second thing is, and I'm going to ask you a weird question before we get into the important thing I need to talk about. The line is, I get my peaches from Georgia. I get my weed from California. Okay, the version on American Top 40 and the version that iHeart is playing has weed edited out. So it's just where it says, I get my peaches from California. I I get my peaches from Georgia. I get my from california it's not there the word weed okay is okay. that is that a bad word anymore now that like we've got legalized they're Ameri- advertising it on, on radio that, no you can't advertise it on radio yet you can't well you can you, you they are you no, not in st louis they don't no no i mean like nobody's the doing big it. guys are no they're not doing weed they're doing the cbd or whatever the crap is which doesn't have the thc in it but weed is like you know like and even in, even in Colorado, where it's perfectly legal, most of the radio stations aren't doing it because they're afraid of getting in trouble with the FCC. It's the same thing like with the banks. The reason They are advertising Delta 8, which I, is actually no a idea. form of THC, well, I don't, but, but does not have... Um, but that's that's a synthetic, isn't it? Like, what is that, K2 for a while? Remember that, that place down on 94 there at 40 got in trouble for they were selling a K2 stuff, the synthetic marijuana? Which which like, must be Delta Eight then? Well, it's called. It used to be called K two, and 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 the problem with it was there were people who were having like you know like weird like LSD acid trips with it because of the uh-huh. fact that it was no seriously it was some kind of weird stuff. Anyway, um, my my question again is is weed a bad word now? 
is I don't believe so. Well, I, I once again, I think it's one of those things. It's like it's like you know, hey, I'm going to. Their I'm, attorneys probably told them to take it out. Well, they err on the side. It's of, a gray area. They err on the side of caution, you know, and that's what we do. Matter of fact, if you listen to that song, I edited it a little bit. You, he doesn't really say weed; he says something else because I made him say something else. And by the way. Over the weekend, he's got another new song. Man, he's just cranking songs out left and right. Justin Bieber is. Um, you know, I'm a video guy because I'm an ADD. And the new song he's got out, relatively new song, called Hold On, the video on that is incredible. Incredible. One of the best videos I've seen in a long time. It's extremely well done, and it tells a story in three and a half minutes. It's like, it's like watching a movie in three and a half minutes. You see... The and 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 once again, it's to the point where it's watch, It's like watching a movie. What in three and a half minutes? It's like you know, like instead of sitting oh, in the theater. That's for like, why you like videos. Why? Because well, I'm ADD. You know, why watch something yes, for for two hours when you can watch you know the condensed version in three and a half minutes? Uh, it's extremely well done. If you get, I'll send you the link and watch it. And it's 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 a heart tugging. You know, it's like one of those. A tear, tear jerkier, an eye pushy kind of rom com. No, 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 no. It's very serious. It's very. It's it's a sad. It's a it's 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 a sad story. It starts out. What it starts out. I'll just give you a little hint. It starts out with him being chased by the police. He's on a motorcycle, and you think you know where this is going, and then at the end, it takes this bizarre, weird turn where it's like, okay, I see what's happening here, and it's it's really really well done. And he does a great job in it. You know, I mean, there are going to be people that say, oh, Justin Bieber, he sucks. You know, I have respect for somebody like him. I know he's probably, you know, done his weird stuff in the past. And he's, you know, he... Egged, he was a kid. Well, he egged, he's remember, supposed to be doing weird stuff as a kid. Remember he egged his next... Remember we talked about that? He threw eggs at his next door neighbor's house. They got in trouble for that. Got in jail. There was probably a reason for it. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's a kid. Yeah. He's allowed to do dumb stuff yeah. when he's a teen. So I'm an adult. Am I allowed to do dumb stuff? No. Like dumb stuff I did Sunday. Okay. Here's my story. And once again... Is this the Sunday story? This is my Sunday story, okay? I will say that ultimately everything is my fault, okay? And I do believe that. I'm taking full consequences for what happened. But there's an extenuating circumstance, okay? There always is. Okay, this may be weird when I start out the story this way. My parents, and actually my grandparents on my my grandmother's side, are buried in a a cemetery uh, that shall remain nameless. And unfortunately, once upon a time, this was a, and it's a cemetery that's in the St. Louis area. And let's, It was very affluent. Well, not necessarily affluent. It's just a really nice cemetery. And there's some famous yeah. people buried there. And once upon a time, it was, it was a beautiful cemetery. And it started having some problems. And Mike Owens from Channel 5 got to the point where I don't know what happened. Somebody gave him a lead or something like that. And he started just like doing his investigative report. And by the way, do you know who Mike Owens is married to? The guy used to be an investigative reporter on Channel 5, who's now an attorney. Do you know who he's married to? No. Lyda Krusen. Oh, really? The, they, he's, he's the former mayor's husband. Okay. Anyway, Mike Owen went after the lady who owned the cemetery. And I didn't know, did not know her well. I knew her sort of on a business level because it's a weird story. I won't go into that part of the story. But my parents are both buried there, and my grandparents are married, buried there. And when she had the cemetery, it was pretty nice. They, they kept it up really well. Well, Mike Owens went after her and 
you know, started doing investigative and did the 60 minutes, you know, show up and camera interface kind of stuff and stuff like that. And it got bad. So pretty soon, uh, I believe this is when attorney, when, when Jay Nixon was still the attorney general, he went after her. And essentially, they took the cemetery away from her and they sold it off like at a fraction of what it was worth to another a guy, a guy who owns a funeral home. Okay. And this is, I don't know how many years ago. I'll come up right now and say they've done a horrible job of keeping this this cemetery up. Terrible job. To the point where several times a year, you know, in the spring, summer, and fall, I load my weed eater into my truck and my blower, and I go and I clean up the grave sites. Okay? How bad is that? Now, especially this past weekend, because think about it. What was it this past weekend? What was yesterday? Memorial Day. So don't you think... That if you went down to Jefferson Barracks, that that place was like immaculate. It's always beautiful to begin with, but it be- is because because it was Memorial Day. Don't you think they gave it just a little bit more TLC? You know, the grounds people, the guys cutting the grass, trimming everything up, right? And I think that would be the case at most cemeteries, especially a cemetery that has a lot of World War One and World War Two veterans buried in it, like the one where my father is, my mother and father. So. I, you know, Sunday morning I wake up, doing a couple little things. I'm listening to American Top 40 with Ryan Seacrest. So I'll go like, yeah, it's a nice day. I'll go over and clean up my parents' gravesite. Now, first off, it's sad that I have to do that. And second off, I don't mind it. And the crazy thing about it is I've been there before when there have been like five other people <laughs> doing the same thing as me. I look around. Here's a couple that pulls up in a car. They pull out a weed eater and the broom, and they're cleaning up gravesites. So... I go and I you know, weed eat my, my, my mom and dad's gravesite, weed eat my grandma and grandpa's gravesite, clean it all up, blow it everything, you know, make it look real nice, okay? So I get back in my truck, and here's the important part. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. I didn't close my tailgate. So I got my weed eater and my, and my, my trimmer and a couple other things in the back of my tail and my truck, and I didn't think twice about it. Don't know why I did it, just don't know why. So I'm driving down the road, and I get about a mile away from the cemetery, and I'm at a stoplight, and a guy pulls up next to me and says, you know, starts yelling at me, honking a horn. I'm going, what did I do? So he's on the right to me, so I roll down my passenger's window, and the guy says, hey, man, you're dropping stuff out of the back of your truck. Your tailgate's down. You're dropping stuff out of the back of your truck. And I look back, and sure enough, my tailgate's down, and sure enough, my weed eater's gone, and a couple other things are missing out of the back of my truck. And I thought to myself, crap, and not care a K-R-A-P, C-R-A-P. So I do a U-turn at the red light, and I go back. And I'm only about a mile away from the cemetery. And I go back, and I see a truck pulled over, and I see a guy picking up my stuff out of the road. And I pull over. You know, he's going westbound. I, at that point in time, I was going eastbound. I pull over, and I roll my window down. Hey, man, that stuff's mine. It fell out of my truck. And the guy flips me off, jumps in the truck, and takes off. Really? Yeah. So, and I'm thinking to myself, first off, it's my damn fault. I was a stupid, you know what, and I didn't close my tailgate. But once again, it ticked me off that, A, I had to go, you know, clean up this you know, this cemetery. And B, once again, if I told you who now owns the cemetery, it's a very high-profile person in the St. Louis area. A guy, believe it or not, his family used to have a TV show in the same, you know, a national TV show on one of the TV networks. And the guy brags about 
having lots of money and driving around in a Rolls Royce. And he now owns a cemetery, and they do a horrible job of keeping it up. Terrible job. You know, and I really think they should be on their soul because, you know, people entrust their loved ones to the cemeteries. And it's a very personal and private thing. And the cemeteries should keep the grounds as they were meant to be. Well, but I do understand. And, you know, I have, I, you know, when I, I, I you know, you've been with me before when I've done this. Yes. When, when you become a business owner, at least for me, I can't turn it off. I'll sit in a restaurant thinking to myself, wonder what this guy's electric bill is per, per month. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, thinking my, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what does this guy pay for insurance? You know, wonder, I wonder, you know, because they talk about restaurant, you can't ever let the, the food costs exceed, um, you know, 50% of, of, of what you're charging. You know, in other words, you got to keep your prices in line. And you figure out, like, you know, if you got, like, a restaurant in a nice area, if the guy probably doesn't own the building, he's probably leasing the building. I mean, all the different expenses. And especially with the cemetery, and a cemetery that's been around for a long time, how do you make any money off a cemetery? Because everybody's bought the grave sites. You know, like, for example, the grave sites where my mom and dad are buried, those were bought back in the 50s because they were bought by by my grandfather. You know, I think, and I'm, he, I, because I believe he passed away in, I was, uh, I think he passed away in 58. So I believe when he was not doing well, he decided to buy a plot. He bought like 10 grave sites. So you buy the grave site. Okay, you don't pay dues. You don't pay upkeep or anything like that. How do they stay in business? Do you know? I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, how does how does like, you know, like place like out in St. Charles, the Bowie, St. Charles Memorial Gardens out there off, you know, where Alan Barklage is buried, um, how does that place stay in business? I mean, obviously, they have a funeral home there. It's Everything's on site. A little bit different because they've got the funeral home there. They've got the crematory right there. Everything's right there. But like a place that's a standalone cemetery, how do they keep in business? And once again, the thing that bothers me about it is I went back and read the article. You still, I, I, I'll see if I can find the article and send you the article. And because you know, you know who I'm talking about. And um, talked about how when they did this deal, they took the cemetery. The state sued this woman that owned it, and they took the cemetery away from her. They 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 sold it at like a fraction of its cost, a fraction of its worth to this family to run. And at first, I thought to myself, and they talked about, you know, when they first took it over, they went in, they did some nice stuff, they cut down some trees that need to be cut down, you know, trim this, trim that. And for the last three, four, five years, it's just been crap. And it just drives me crazy. You know, and once again, it's to the point where, is it my job to go clean a graveside up? No, it's not. You know, but yet, I'm going to go but do I it. But I think that happens with all of the gravesites. No, because no, no. my parents are interred over at New St. Marcus. Yeah, and they maintain theirs. It was supposed to be perpetual, but right. you can have uh, what's it called headstones. Yeah, and um, my parents didn't actually have a well. They had a grave over at uh, Valhalla, I believe, and um, my mom wanted us to be all together, so they bought um, six plots. In at one time in the Praying Hands Garden, and I know where so that is. So my uncle and I'm sorry. I don't know where that is. It's off Gravoy. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But my point is, is that you know, even 
you have to take a mop and bucket to clean off the stones. Yeah, but that's at different. At the very least. But no, that's different, though. But they cut the grass, though, don't they? They do cut the grass. They don't particularly weed like I would like them to. You know, weed whack. I get it. You know, but, but once again, I mean, I'm talking the grass was probably around where my parents were, probably 8 to 10 inches tall. Oh, no, no. New St. Marcus isn't like that. And, and and the worst thing is, I'm a grass guy. Okay, you know I love to cut yes, grass. Yes, you are. You're I, probably out there I, measuring it with one, your little measure meter. At one point in time, about three years ago, I had 12 lawnmowers. Okay, 12 lawnmowers. And I'm not talking little dinky ones. I'm talking, you know, 30 horsepower, zero turn, stuff like that. Okay, I, yes, sold, I, sold, I sold some of them off. And, and what bothers me, as you came into the cemetery, there was an air area where you come into the cemetery and there's like, there's one way in and one way out. And there's this round area. It's got like a fountain in the middle. And they'd cut the grass there, but they've done a crappy job. You know how if you don't cut the grass for a while, it grows up real tall. And when you cut it, it's all the dead grass lays on top? Yes. There's no excuse for that. I mean, because what you do is if that happens, you, you then you go back over and you, you cut it a couple times and you mulch up that grass to the point where, the, you know, you, you cut it up. You know what I'm saying? You go over it a couple times and ultimately it gets to be real fine and it and it drops down. And, into, and why don't, why don't uh, I'm veering off here, but why don't uh, businesses do that, lawn businesses do that? They just go over it and all this big, tall grass is just laying over. Do you, did you, is that something you're speaking from experience? Yes. You have a crappy lawn service. That's what it comes down to. That's bad, bad lawn care. And I'm going, I've gone through two so far. Well, once again, it's like anything. They're, you know, they're, I can tell you, but see, see, what's interesting about it is every year, you know, if you go talk to any of these guys who sell commercial lawn equipment, every year these guys come in and go, oh, I'm going to start a lawn care business. And they buy stuff up and buy, usually by mid-June some of them are out of business, and usually by mid-July, half of them are out of business because they realize... And, and I remember you saying, I can hear you say these words, the barrier to entry it's is low. low. Right. Anybody, you know, you can go on Craigslist and buy a good used lawnmower, you know, and you can you can go to Home Depot and buy a blower and stuff like that, a cheapy blower, but the good guys are, are going to be out there, you know, with lots of equipment, and they're going to be there, and, and that's the difference. The difference is you may have some guy who comes by and say, yeah, I'll cut your grass $100 a week. And you go, $100? But yet, I bet you your lawn would look great. But you're trying to cheap out. You're probably probably, probably only trying to pay 25 bucks a week. And you're going to get, you know, because, and the other thing is the kid down the street doesn't cut the grass anymore. Because of the fact that, A, he's too busy playing video games. And B, people won't hire him anymore because they're they're afraid they're going to get sued. Because if that kid. What? If if the neighborhood kid is cutting your grass, okay, let's say your next door neighbor has a twelve year old kid and he stops and knocks on your door. Hey, Mrs. Barr, I listen to you on BS in the morning, by the way, you guys rock, and I listen to you complaining about lawn service. Let me cut your grass, Mrs. Barr. I'll do a real good job, I'll only charge you twenty five bucks a week. And you said, Okay, fine. So little Jimmy's cutting your grass. If little Jimmy slips and falls and his foot goes under the lawnmower and chops his toes off, guess who guess who they come after? They come after you. Because little Jimmy doesn't have workman's comp, and he was injured on your property, so it's your responsibility. Your insurance company is going to pay for his chopped-off toes. That's why most. Well, thank you, Brad, for making that a thing. <laughs> that's why most people won't I have. I love it when you put stuff like that out in the universe. That's why most people won't have little Jimmy cut the grass anymore because they're afraid he's going to get injured. Back in the day, nobody asked me if I had workman's comp or anything like that. I cut grass. You know, I did it all the time. 
Yeah, well, all I know is that uh, I'm having somebody come over today because I have um, I have weeds. Like we're talking like like a strange glowing ooze kind of weeds. They're they're like three inches in circumference, and they're stalks. And I tried to pull them out yesterday, and they won. <laughs> well, all I can say is to the guy who picked up my my um, weed my my leaf blower. And you know what the sad part of it is? That we, that leaf blower that I lost that ran out of the back of my truck and it got picked up. That's the that's the second one I've had because the first one I left in the bed bed of my truck and I went someplace and shopped somewhere and came out. Somebody stole that and my weed eater. Stole them both right out of the bed of my truck. So now I'm going to buy <laughs> blower number three to replace a the one that got stolen and b the one that fell out of my truck and then the guy drove off. And all I can say to that guy that when I pulled up next to him and I told him that was my my stuff he was picking off of the road and he he gave me the finger if you could see if you could see on TV right now I'm giving it back to you times 2 okay <laughs> you're giving him the third phalange times 2 728 times 2 <laughs> I'm back what'd you say Westplex 107.1 were you whispering something to me uh no okay I turned the microphone. It's not like, bah, 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 bah. Um, I was just looking at this. Um, the smartest woman in the world sent me a link. She's to so amazing. The, I love her. Here, she sent me a link to. We we're talking about this by my parents' cemetery where they're buried. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is going. She sends me this link. It's to the Office of Endowed Cared Cemeteries. And this is the state of Missouri. Pretty interesting. Talks about uh, endowed care means they're supposed to put a trust fund together. And apparently there was no trust fund money. And I'll find that link of who now owns that cemetery and send it to you. Um, and it's to me, it's very sad. But anyway, move on. Um, I got my list. I'm checking it twice. He's so proud of me this morning. I am proud of you. Okay. On my list, it says Parrot at Bank. Okay. You ready for it this? Says weird? what, please? Parrot at bank. Parrot, you know, big bird. Parrot at bank. That's what my... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what this story is about? I have no clue. I go to my bank My bank last week. I walk in. I'm at the counter. Keep in mind, when I'm standing at the counter, I'm, my back is to the front door. And the three women, the three tellers who are uh, behind the glass, the three tellers who are there, all of a sudden they go, oh, my God. Oh, look at that. Look at that. And in the door walks a woman with a gigantic parrot on her shoulder. <laughs> okay? So woman walks in the door of the bank, big old monstrous parrot, and immediately some of the other women are working the bank. I'll go over to the parrot. Oh, my God, he's so beautiful. He's so beautiful. And the one lady says, is he okay? And the lady with the parrot on her shoulder says, no, he's really mean. He bites. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, A... Why would you bring a parrot that bites into a public building like a bank? It's an emotional support parrot. And B, why beware w- of the parrot. Why wouldn't the manager at the bank say, okay, and I think one of these women who was over fawning over this parrot was the manager of the bank. Why wouldn't you say, ma'am, if the parrot bat bites, you need to leave, right? Well, first of all, why did she let the parrot in to begin with? I don't know. But but that's like, okay, I heard it over the weekend. 
someone did it says, have like a little tag that said emotional support parrot no. <laughs> and we're, we're talking i mean have you ever seen the size of some of these parrots i think the thing had to be like two and a half three feet tall you know from like top of his head to like back of his tail i mean we're not talking like a little That's tiny, a tall parrot we're not talking like a little parakeet we're talking like a parrot this thing was big okay but have you ever heard people go like you know like if you're walking along and the dog starts like run after you walk in your subdivision the dog starts running after you and somebody goes oh don't worry he won't bite that's the ones that always grab you in the back of the ankle and bite you you know what i'm saying it's like it's like my dogs carry a you know carry a they have a presence yeah um because one is 184 pounds and the other one is 124.6 yeah and um so i don't have to worry if they say they don't bite because people are automatically afraid of them. But they're but they're actually not afraid of them because they're big, white, and fluffy. Yeah, but have your dog ever bit anybody? Me. I mean, but but I, I ever bit like like a kid running up? I mean, like, you know, your dog's no. just... No, 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 our dogs aren't like that. My one dog, the big dog, he has a problem with me. Well, I, I, I will tell you, I will tell you, um, near... I won't give away this is because of the fact it might give away and somebody tried to sue me because of the fact that I unfortunately got involved in this. Years ago, um, I was at a location near one of my businesses, let's just put it that way, and there was a retirement home that was a couple blocks down the street. And on nice days, people from the retirement home would walk around in my neighborhood and they would walk on the sidewalk. And specifically, this place had an alley. So I think you can probably figure out where I'm talking about. Right, Shelly? This place had a what? Alley. Had an alley behind it. Okay? Yes. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. And there was a woman who would come from the retirement home, and she would, and she was always dressed immaculately, had a purse, you know, to the point it looks like she's going to church. I don't care what day of the week it was. But she was up there in years, and she was not the biggest woman in the world. I would say she was probably maybe five foot two, five foot three. Um, look a little bit on the frail side, Okay. And she was she was, an older woman? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd probably say, you know, probably maybe mid to late 70s. Okay. And she was walking down the alley. And at the end of the alley, there was a couple that had this big, monstrous dog. What's the biggest dog you can get? You know, I mean, what's there? Some dog that's like... Well, there's a St. Bernard. There's no, a Mastiff. Mastiff. They had a Mastiff. Okay. They had yeah. this big Mastiff. Yeah, they're, they're big dogs. And apparently the Mastiff got out and the Mastiff ran over to her and... You know, the dog seemed like it was a good-natured dog, and he got up on his hind legs, and he put his front legs on her shoulders, like you know, to like, to like, like, hey, hey, hi, 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 lady, I like you, and knocked the lady over, and she's laying there in the street. She'd walked across the alley. She was in the street, and I heard her scream, and I ran down the alley, and there's this big dog still pawing at her, and the you know the people that had the dog, they came out. Oh my God, what happened? What happened? And this lady is obviously hurt. And the the guy starts going like, well, my dog wouldn't hurt anybody. My dog would never hurt anybody. And, I mean, I looked at this lady and I said to her, ma'am, are you in pain? And she says, yes, I can't move my legs. He's trying to help her up because he's trying, hey, come on, I'm going to get you up. I'm going to get you up. You did nothing. No, my dog didn't hurt you. You know, so I say, I go, I go, leave her alone. I'm going to call 911. So sure enough, cops come. You know, cops get there right away. Ambulance comes, you know, and they put her on a backboard, put her in the in the ambulance, and away she goes. 
couple days later, police officer that was there came over and, you know, I ran into him somewhere. And he says, hey, thanks for helping out with that the other day. And I go, what happened? Oh, she broke her hip. Okay. And, you know, that's the kiss of death. And literally, unfortunately, figuratively and literally for older people. You hear it all the time. You know, It really is the kiss of death. That's how my stepdad right. passed. And they never recover from that. And no, I don't, they I, don't. I don't know whatever happened. But I'm thinking to myself, okay, once again, you got this big, big A dog, if you know what I'm saying. And, yes. you know, I mean, first off, why? And, like, why do you have 184 pound dog Shelly I mean I don't get because it because he's obese because my husband feeds him but why why would you get a big dog to begin with why can't you get like a schnauzer or like a you know a miniature poodle or something like that they are big white and fluffy yeah and they're good dogs they are they're protectors um our big dog our biggest dog chance he protects David like to the point where if David goes to bed we normally don't sleep together because he's nocturnal. But when he goes to bed and I try to go to bed, Chance will herd me. But and I, keep me away from the bed. Yeah, but now our other dog, Molly, she's 124, but she's tall. So she actually gets up on my shoulders, which I don't tell her to do this, but she got up on my shoulders and she took her paw and put her paw down my face. So it looks like my husband has beat me up. This happened recently? Yes. So you like your face looks like you got punched or something like that? My eye looked like it got punched. Well, but once again, why do you have big monster dogs like that? I don't get that. Because they're just big teddy bears. I don't get it though. I mean, I don't understand that. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, I I'd I, rather have a big dog than a yappy little yippy 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 yippy. Once again, no. I am to the point where I want I want dogs that bark that have have you know, I, I have people kahunas. I have people that listen to the show. And I've had a couple people contact me and say, you really don't like pets, do you? I go, no, it's not the case. I don't. That's not true. You do like pets. You but, saved Q1 and her, and her kittens. But the problem is I don't understand. I'll never get, you know, like in the hierarchy of life, humans are number one, you know. And yet some people treat their dogs better than they do humans, you know. I mean, let's just be honest. That's the way it is. My, my bonus daughter... The, the one that you had on on the show, right? She um, treats her daughter treats her dog like it's her, he's her child. Well, but because she's you know she's a, becoming close to a, a woman of a certain age, she's going to retire, and um, that dog is the only closest thing that she will ever have to a child. Oh, I'm going to say something. I'll get in trouble. Don't you think that's sad? Um, that was her choice. Well. I think that's sort of sad. Uh, you know, I think it's sad. I really do. I mean, you know, once again, I I understand that, you know, and I'm not I'm not a hunter. I'm not one goes out, you know, and once again, for guys who hunt, I have no problem with that. Do your thing. You know, it's not my thing. I don't like killing See, things. I don't I don't like that. I, you know, leave Bambi while his cool little yeah, but, lips are sitting there but, and they're they're touching the the little creek. With the clean, you know, water, watching, and all of a sudden, you're watching, you watching Disney movies again. No, but but no, I understand what you're saying. But and and the hunters do have a point in that, like for example, out in West County, the deer have taken over, and it's gotten to the point where there's an overpopulation of deer. And, I heard that they were pretty prolific. Oh my out God, there. they're everywhere, and and people have problems with them, and they're they're in their subdivision, they eat plants, and more importantly, they cause. I mean, we're talking a guy. 
I've been in the hospital twice because of hitting deer. Well, once because of hitting deer. Yeah, um, but they weren't in Wildwood. They were yeah, in, but, but on, one, on, on one, the outskirts of Washmo. No, once, no, no. They were they were in Weldon Spring. That's where I hit them all on that stretch of highway uh, from essentially from south of the high school down to like uh, Defiance. I mean, they're everywhere. Down oh, there. the toxic waste dump? Oh, my God, yeah. And, you know, and, and their eyes glow in the dark and they're 10 feet tall because they've eaten all that food back there with all the radioactivity into it, you know. I've but, almost I've almost hit the deer. It was a big buck. It had it had a rack. Yeah. And that's he what she said. Grazed the hood of my car like he kind of like jumped on it and slid across it. It was definitely a MacGyver move, but um, I was you know a little frightened there for a while because he was a big boy. Well, once again, I don't have a problem with people with pets. I just think it goes to the extreme, and and you know, I mean that's just me. And you know what they say. I didn't get the, uh, the the title dumbest guy in the world for for nothing. You know what I mean? You did earn that title, yes, fair and, and square. And and like I always said, you know, my problem. Don't listen to me because you know why? Why? There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. That's right. I'm going to have to take that to heart. <laughs> And then when you sit there and you you blow me pr- prolific amounts of uh, stuffing, I, I I will retaliate. The, sm- the smart smart smartest smart, smart I'm right because I'm a woman. Smartest woman in the world says West County has a managed deer hunt. Yes, they do that, and there are people that complain about that all the time because once again they get they overpopulate an area and they they ultimately have tough time eating because they can't find enough food. Anyway, uh, enough of that. It's 746. Westplex 107.1. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are such a man child, Brad <laughs> Hildebrand. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was having fun. I was having fun. <laughs> I know you were. I'm like, is that you or did you embed those into the song? And he didn't answer. He just keeps on playing more. Calm down. Calm and, down. And, and, you know, if my mom were here, she was still alive. You know what she'd say when I do stuff like that? She would look at me and she'd say, that's what she'd say. <laughs> no word, no truer words have ever been spoken from oh, a mom. Oh no, hold it now. Somebody just somebody just called and was listening to me do that in a song. Hold it, hold. It. Oh, the president likes what I do. <laughs> yes, he does. Okay, I want to talk about Byron Allen. Remember about what, please? Byron Allen. Do you know who Byron Allen is? No. You don't know who Byron Allen is? I do not. Okay, I was somewhat shocked, and don't think I'm being disrespectful to Mr. Allen, but um, I saw something recently in one of our trade publications, and I'm going like, what? He, what? You know, and I couldn't believe it. Byron Allen is a guy used to be on one of the TV shows. Um uh, Byron, his his real name is Byron Allen Folks. He's an American businessman, comedian, television producer, philanthropist, and the head of the U.S. entertainment company Entertainment Studios. He used to be on one of the shows. I can't remember what show he was. He was on um, uh, comedian Jimmy Walker saw Allen stand up act and invite the fourteen year old comedian to join his comedy writing team alongside promising young comedians Jay Leno and Dave Letterman. At the age of eighteen, Allen made his television debut at Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson. His show Jammin' was picked up at uh, as kicking it with Byron Allen in 1992. Um, he was he was on I can't remember which was he on Entertainment Tonight. He was on a bunch of different shows in 2018. Entertainment Studios acquired the Weather Channel for NBC. Um, 
he he owns this company and matter of fact he he's he's he he's like a multi-billionaire now uh and nobody ever talks about him in 2019 he partnered with sinclair broadcast group and diamond holding group to acquire fox sport networks with the walt disney company agreed to sell its combined purchase of 20th century fox and he just bought a bunch of tv stations the guy's like worth a billion plus dollars and i remember i mean you know when you hear people who start out in our industry in the broadcasting business in radio specifically anybody who's on air usually never ends up in management that's just the way our business is set up what did you say never ends up what in management you did well i'm with the exception of the rule most people yes you are most people who are on air never like for example if you go to to all the radio stations in St. Louis, we know um, Becky Becky Damian who runs um, Odyssey. Um, she's a salesperson. That's how she came up through the ranks. Uh, the guy who runs uh, Hubbard, which is WIL and KC, much other station, John Kioski, uh, he was a sales guy. The guy who runs, I'm trying to think who's running um, um, iHeart, uh, John Beck. John Beck, sales guy. They never come out of programming. They always come out of sales. They always come out of, and that's who ends up being management. So what typically happens is uh, talent usually doesn't ever make much of themselves past being on the air. And J.C. Corcoran did. Uh, J.C. Corcoran, that's a debate on that because J.C. Corcoran doesn't really own any radio stations or anything like that. He's. I thought he did. No, he doesn't own any radio stations. Oh, but, I'm sorry, JC. But anyway, I saw this Kisses. article because what what the article was about in Missouri because he just bought a bunch of TV stations in Hannibal and Quincy, and it talked about like the Allen Group just bought the. I'm going, who's the Allen Group? And I read the story. It was Byron Allen. I go, Byron Allen, the guy, the TV comedian guy, and now he's like a multi. He's like a billionaire. He owns all these TV stations. He owns what what Entertainment Tonight and stuff like that. I mean, and you know, and I'm not, I'm, I'm saying more power to him because I'm thinking, you know, most of the time when in our, like I said, in our industry, the people who are, are running things are not the people you've ever seen on the air. You never, you know, you never seen them in front of a camera. They're always behind the camera. They're always behind the microphone. They never, like, for example, a guy like John Beck, John Beck, you got to grab him by the neck and pull him into a studio to talk on the air. The only time John Beck would ever talk on the air in any of his radio stations when he was running Emma's was if it was like political thing, because John's very political. And if there was like something on the ballot, he'd, he'd be in on each one of his radio stations. I want you to vote this way, because he was very politically inclined. But he would never be on the air with anybody. If you say, hey, John, come in and talk. Nope, I don't do that. I'm the general manager. And I think that's sort of sad. You know, and like, for example, and I know I'm going to get in trouble when I say this, a guy like Donald Trump, a guy like Donald Trump is in is comfortable in front of the camera, in, in back of the camera, in front of the camera, inside the camera, underneath the camera. You know, some people would like to hit him over the head with the camera. You know, <laughs> you know I mean? True. You know, and, and what's happened nowadays is that's who our leaders are. Our leaders are the people who are comfortable in front of a camera because we all, you know, I mean, like there's, if you, if, you study broadcast history, and there's the famous Clinton, not the famous uh, Clinton, the Nixon-Kennedy debates going back in 1960 when Richard Nixon was running against John F. Kennedy, and they had a debate, and John F. Kennedy had a makeup artist and the whole bit, and you know, and someone did his hair and the whole bit, and Richard Nixon just showed up at the TV studio and apparently didn't shave that morning and had a little bit like a 5 o'clock shadow 
He had the Don Johnson look before Don Johnson. You know? I was just going to say that. He was a man before his <laughs> yeah, time. He was like way ahead of his time. But he looked like, like sort of a thug. And people looked at that on TV and went, oh, my God. You got this good-looking John F. Kennedy. And you got this guy who looks like he needs a shave who, you know, sort of a dour face. And, you know, and, and Richard Nixon didn't smile too much. And people voted for John Kennedy because they thought he was, you know, he was cute and had a nice hairdo and, you know, was an attractive dude. And that is like a mark in media history. If you've ever taken, like, classes in that, that's one of the things I'll always bring up. At least they used to. Uh, because that sort of changed the way things are. And nowadays, you've got, like, even the, you know, the presidents, you know, when, like, when in the debates, they've got makeup artists. They've got people that do their hair. They have people that consult on what color, you know, what color ties the men should wear, what kind of suits they should wear, what the women should wear, what kind of heels they should have on, what kind of, you know, makeup they should have, what kind of jewelry they should have. Because, once again, people make their decisions by looking at people and listening to them and thinking, like, if you had the world's smartest man on the TV and you had uh, some guy who was like, you know, like a, a GQ kind of dude, and they were running for president. Guess the who's smartest getting... man on TV, isn't that like an oxymoron? No, no, no. But if, if you had the smartest man in the world, you know, it's just like, it, you know, get what I'm saying? It's to the point where people don't really judge. It's all sort of skin deep. You know, it's even to the point where, I, didn't I, did I ever tell you this story? I've, I've, I know a lady who, God, I can't give too much information on this because I don't want to identify her. But I know a lady who went to the Air Force Academy, okay? And she was one of the first classes in the Air Force Academy. And you know what she told me? What? When she applied to the Air Force Academy, all the women had to send pictures with their application. The men didn't. The women had so to what, send... So what time frame was this? Uh, it's... A long time ago, when they first started letting women. I mean, are we air- talking sixties, seventies, eighties? Probably eighties. When they when they were. That's what they did back then. Well, no, 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 no. But the women had to. If you were a woman, if you were a woman trying to get in the Air Force Academy, you had to send a picture with your application. But the men didn't. And you know what she told me? You know what she told me? That was what far. They only took ugly ugly women. They what? Only took ugly women. Because they didn't want good-looking women distracting the cadets, the male cadets. Huh. That's what. That's interesting. That, that's what she told me. Now, what does that sort of say about her? You know, and she laughed about that. When I asked her, I go, whoa, doesn't that sort of indict you because you got it? Yeah, I wasn't the most attractive woman back then. And, and, and it, was, it was interesting because I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's crazy. You know, I mean, imagine if that happened today. If, like, there's some, like, you know, like the Air Force Academy, like, if men, you know, you didn't have to have a picture, but women, you have to have a picture. You know, nowadays, like, you know, they don't, you don't have to do that anymore because you can find somebody on, you know, on YouTube or something like that. You know what I mean? Those days are gone. Like, I, it's like, if I can, I can probably come up with a hundred pictures of you in, like, 20 seconds. Of me? Yeah. No, you could They're all over the place. Yeah. I am not. Hold on, man. Hold on. Here, here, here. here. You don't have to do that. You hold, don't have to. Hold, 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 hold. I'm gonna go. It's eight oh three, Brad. Hold on. Way, Shelly. Hold on. Do it. I'm gonna do this right now. I'm not ShellyBar.com. That's an artist in Canada. Nope. I'm gonna do Shelly Bar. I'm gonna hit, and then I'm gonna hit images. And I have, I have a view. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 
10 right off the bat. That is not me. Oh, no, that no, one, the, the number oh, 10, oh, not oh, no, me. No, 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 no. Here's you, uh, member spotlight, uh, Shelly Barr, VP of sales. Here's another one with you, uh, Shelly Barr, uh, somebody in the studio, Shelly Barr at KSOQ, uh, you and some woman, you and another woman. There's tons of Shelly Bars. Here's another Shelly Bar picture. That's because I promote people I'm with. Here's That's she- my job. Here's Shelly Barr and Mayor Hennessy. Here's Shelly Barr and Sandy Hillerman. Here's Shelly Barr and, and um, I don't know who that is. Uh, here's Shelly Barr and um, Kamala Harris. Here's Shelly Barr and See, now you're just saying big fat lies. No, there's, uh, there's one. Okay, you but would... you've made your point. There are a lot of Shelly Bars out there. But it, it was promoting the people I was with. Right, but that's, that's what, what I'm saying. That's what I do. My business is growing their biz. I get it, but most people, if you put their name in, you can find all sorts of pictures of them. You don't have to send a picture anymore. And not only that, most times, most, like if you've ever seen, like, you know, like if these, these uh, like there's a big industry in this. If you, like, want to go to college and you want to be like an athlete, you want to be a football player, tennis player, whatever, basketball player. There's matter of fact, there's a guy that we used to do some advertising for here in, in um, out, I think it was in St. Peter's, that put together, like, I don't know what they call it. There's a term for it. Like, he put together these, these videos of, like, he did mainly baseball people. If you were like a high school, if your kid was in high school and he was a good baseball player in high school and you wanted to, you wanted to get him into a big college, get a scholarship, they would, it, he charged thousands of dollars. He would take all these video clips and he would do slow motion videos of people and stuff like that and, and do statistics and put together like a whole YouTube, you know, like a portfolio. Like, here's what, here's what he looks like. Here's his swing. Here's, here's how he hits a ball that's, you know, lower, you know, that's in low in the strike zone. Here's how he hits a ball that's high in the strike zone. Here's how he hits a ball that's, you know, right down the middle. Here's how he hits a ball on the outside corner of the plate and, you know, stuff like that. Well, that's just PR 101. Right. But but once again, how things have changed, you know? They have changed. The world has changed, I have to say. We started talking about Byron Allen. We got to that. Okay. Okay. We're done. I talked about all my stuff, my list of things. I'm done. I checked off my list. God, aren't you proud of me? I'm so proud that you... I thought I was on your list. No. The SH list. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're you're on the BH list, and it's that. What? <laughs> you're on the BH list. <laughs> okay, we're done. Uh, once again, we're starting a couple new organizations: Westplex Business Alliance, which is for the people in the Golden Triangle, the old days; uh, Washmo dot business. The other one, Washmo Business Alliance. If you'd like a free listing, and we're charging for these, I've already got a couple candidates. Text me three one four two eight zero eight 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 zero. Uh, once again, we will put you on there. And what's your schedule for today, Shelley? What are you up to? What am I up to? Yeah, what are you doing? No good. No, seriously, what are you doing today? No, seriously, I'm, I'm actually going to get out and uh, do my job. Aren't you proud? Wow, amazing. Okay, uh, we'll talk afterwards, okay? Okay, I it, would like that. It's 8.05. Have a great day, everybody.